This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Welcome to the Agenda. I am Dan Austin. This is Dan Morgan. We are from Liverpool.com and we're here to talk about the goings-on with Liverpool Football Club. There are very few of those because this international break feels like it's lasted a lifetime already, Dan. Um, it's awful when they, when they sort of they cock-tease you with this football for a few weeks and then immediately take it away again, isn't it? And we've only got like another four weeks till the next one. Uh, I try having to write three columns a day on, on what <laughs> isn't going on in football over the last two weeks. It's been tough, hasn't it? It's... Um, I mean, I'm I kind of come to expect them now because, like you say, they're in the they're in the fixture every year, aren't mm. they? There's the September one, there's the October one, and another in November. I know, and it's 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 hard because I mean, I don't know about you, Dan, but in, in the summer, I'm very much like I can take a good break from football, the actual football, mm-hmm. and be all right with it. You know, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm switching my attention to other things. I'm getting on with normal life things that people get on with, and then you sort of get the football back and you get used to the football and then it's gone for two weeks and then it's back and then it's gone for two weeks and then it's back and it's just a bit... Can we just have one or the other is where I'm at with it. I I would rather they just went, all right, the footy starts again in August. Mm. You have it for August, September and October and then we take three weeks, three, four weeks in November where we're just going to box this off about who's going to the Euros and then we won't bother it again until March. Yeah, because basically that is what they do in March. Like they just leave it until Lent, mm. but like you say, it's it's just all a bit unnecessary, isn't it? And it's all a bit, I don't know, boring for want of a better word. But Liverpool, luckily, I would say luckily, have had a few players staying at Melwood, or at least not going on international duty. Most notably, Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. Zayn Shaqiri has also stayed, which is a talking point. In itself, because you would imagine that a couple of games for Switzerland wouldn't do him any harm at the minute. So it's not all bad, and a touch wood, you know, there doesn't seem to be any injuries coming back. Now, what we're going to talk about, though, for the main <clears> one of this is um, Jaden Sancho, Rian Brewster, and sort of where young English players um, in the Premier League and specifically at Liverpool go from here. Because um, if you see, if you saw the game at St Mary's Southampton uh, last night, England beat Kosovo by five goals to three, two of which were scored by Jaden Sancho, his first England goals. Um, and I believe it's only his second start for England. He got his debut um, in the start 11 back in March against the Czech Republic. Rian Brewster is only a week younger than Jaden Sancho, Dan. And Rian Brewster is in the England under 21 squad at the minute. They play the same fixtures as what uh, the main England national team do. So they also play Kosovo. They played them at Hull City the other night. And Brewster didn't start. So there's a big gap there. Brewster's a really talented player. Sancho is a really talented player. They were both at one point in very similar points in their career. Sancho leaves Manchester City in search of first-team football and goes to Borussia Dortmund. Rian Brewster very nearly left Liverpool to join Borussia Mönchengladbach, mm-hmm. but was eventually talked around by Klopp and a new contract. He still isn't getting games first team for Liverpool he's a part of the first team squad he was there in pre-season he hasn't had it yet do you think that he looks at what Jadon Sancho is doing now compares himself to that and thinks well why aren't I getting a go what have I got to do to get a game how do I progress my career and is that maybe not a Liverpool I think that anyone who gets or has to face a, a tough life decision in terms of the career at any point, any you know, and I'm not just talking football here. If someone gets offered a job abroad and you seriously consider it and then you don't go, I think there's a part of everyone who will always have that thing of, well, 
should I have gone? Was it a mistake not to go and stuff like that? I think, I disagree. I think Brewster will be okay with where he is. I think the pre-season integration on the back of the injury will have been positive for him. And I think now, okay, we're, we're four or five games in to, to the league season, if you count the, the Super Cup. I think what he will say if he's looking at this, you know, from a sensible point of view is, well, no one's really getting a game outside of 13 players here in this squad. And this manager's effusive about the fact that now, for whatever reason to him, isn't the time to be rotating as as much. So I think that he will be bad in his time. Look, if he still hasn't made a match day squad come December, January, I think there'll be a part of him going, well, where is my opportunity, like you say? But I think there's plenty of football left to play. I think there's plenty of opportunity for him to get into the Liverpool the Liverpool conversation. I wouldn't say the Liverpool team. I'd say the Liverpool conversation. I think what he really needs to do is establish what type of forward option he is for this team. Because you've got Divock Origi, who is very much you know his own entity, as we've seen, and, and it's, it's worked to Liverpool's benefit for a lot of last season. But Brewster has to show that he offers something different and what that is. And it was kind of present during pre-season. But I think everyone's still a little bit sure about what player he's going to go on to become. If I'm him right now, though, um, I totally get the point about, you know, the way the club treats the team and the fact that not an awful lot of players are getting are looking at the, it, looking at the minute. So that makes sense for Liverpool. That makes sense as a Liverpool player in the squad. But Rian Brewster is himself as well as a Liverpool player, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he will be fully aware that although he's young, he's going to be he's not going to be twenty until next April, April first. In the grand scheme of things, a striker's usually broke through by then, and he's getting significant first team football. So it's not just Sancho in this squad; he'll also be aware of Rashford, who I think is twenty two, but has been playing regularly for England already for a couple of years. He's been playing regularly for Man United for a few years. And they are essentially his rivals. They're the ones that he wants to reach the same heights as, but he also wants to be better than. So that's, I'm not saying that that means he has to demand a starting place in a Liverpool eleven right away, but if I'm him and if I'm the people that are around him, whoever his agent is, whoever the people that are sort of managing his career and his family and stuff, I would want to at least feel like I've got a pathway. And across the next four or five games, Liverpool are going to have to start managing the players a little bit more because they're playing two games a week. Mm. There's a fair bit of travelling because it's a lot of away games. I think a couple of players are looking tired. I think Henderson has looked at in the two England games that he's played. If I'm Brewster, I want a game within the next five or six matches, really. I want to start at MK Dons and I want to come off the bench in some other game as well. That could be away to Sheffield United and Liverpool are already winning. It could be this Saturday at home to Newcastle and Liverpool are already winning. It might be against uh, Salzburg in the home game in the European Cup, 15 minutes at the end. But if I'm him, I have to feel like there's a proper way forward because it's been two years probably that he's been spoken about as a first-team player, potentially. Partly because of injury, it hasn't happened for him yet. But he's not going to have all the patience in the world just because Liverpool are really good. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he, I has, he has to get minutes at some stage. And if I'm him, I'm not necessarily getting really impatient now, but I'm I'm asking questions about, well, if that's not in these next five, six matches here, when are you going to trust me? Yeah, I think the outlier in this is probably the injury because if, if he hadn't suffered that and he, he was just on what you would class as a normal trajectory, the likes of Rashford, 
etc then he'd, he'd be well within his rights to go I'm getting talked about as the next big thing here and I'm not playing any football mm. and he probably would have gone to Germany if that was the case yeah um, so it might just be that that ends up working in Liverpool's favour I think at the minute again it depends on what type of character he is and no one knows that really because no one's other than guessing as, as football supporters no one's as as First, there's knowing how these players operate and what their personalities mm. are. So, if I'm Rian Brewster, if I'm him, I'm, I'm thinking, well, does the likes of Adam Milan and Zayan Lovren not even making the bench here at the minute? And you can look at that two ways. You can think, well, that's a really bad thing because they've got the likes of Naby Keita to come back and whoever else, you know. So, when again, when do I get my game? Or you can say, well, it's a long season, there's injuries, we're playing twice a week, Christmas you're playing every other day, it seems. Let's just buy me time and let's just go off the conversations he's obviously had with Klopp in the summer because there's no mention of a loan with Brewster. That's the that's the interesting thing. Okay, he comes back and his rehabilitation is very much with Liverpool, but at no point has there been a mention of six months out there to do you're all right. No, he's, he's clearly already in a very different category to what they would deem uh, Harry Wilson to be in yeah, or yeah, Ryan yeah. Kent to be in. Yeah. He's but he a can't player, get to that point. Exactly. He's a player that they want to work with all the time which is a great sign and it's also a really good sign I think that he's sort of consistently used in the club's content output so when they're making you know daft prank videos and stuff they're yep. using Ryan Brewster which yeah. shows two things I think is one that they're sort of doing a bit of brand Brewster in that they think he's going to be a really big figure for Liverpool and they want people to get to know him and get to like him mm-hmm. and also they think he's mature enough to be able to handle that kind of thing and just brush it off and have it be part of his life as a footballer um, but it really shows, I think, how difficult it is to genuinely integrate really talented young players when you're a team as good as Liverpool. Because Trent Alexander and Trent Alexander Arnold gets in relatively early on under Klopp, 16, 17, starts making first team appearances because Liverpool aren't great at right back, if we're all honest. Nathaniel Klein gets an injury, isn't as good when he comes back, was a Solid but limited play before that anyway. So you get the feeling the Klopp was always looking for an alternative there. Mm. Liverpool have been iffy at centre-back, which is where Joe Gomez gets his minutes from. He was also doing bits at right-back, so that versatility means he's a bit more useful than maybe what a sort of one-position player is. Now that the squad is as big as it is, because I think we often forget how many players Liverpool own. You've just mentioned Alexa Lovren, Lalana Keita there, who haven't seen any action so far. But also the sheer quality of them genuinely makes it difficult for a player to be brought through, which is why when City get a squad as good as what they've got, Sancho ends up leaving because they can't tell him where his pathway is. They can't say this is where you get minutes because they've got six world-class forwards and they're looking to buy a seventh. So yeah. so where can you tell Jaden Sancho he gets his minutes from? So Liverpool do have to be careful, don't they, to not sort of end up in that same situation where their best young players are created at Liverpool but then go on to do their best work somewhere else because Liverpool are are simply too good to give them minutes. Yeah, I think I think Sancho's the warning sign f- for all elite clubs across Europe. I wrote something on the site for it this morning. In that, you know, you can imagine his posters up in academies and boardrooms throughout throughout the continent. Going, don't let this don't happen. do this. Don't let this mm. happen on our watch. You know, we don't have this player going and quadrupling in value the minute he leaves us because someone else has given him a chance. You know, you can imagine the inquest over something like that when it happens. So. So that that will be that you know that will be the standpoint of everyone. I think I think with Liverpool, I think the margin for error is different when it comes to an attacker. I think when you mention the likes of Trent and Gomez, 
in many ways it's easier to just stick someone next to Virgil van Dijk and go learn from him. Mm. Whereas when the responsibility's on you, you, know, you need to score us the goals that win us games of football. And by the way, your measuring stick is this front three with currently the best in Europe. I think that's really hard for anyone. And I think it's, I often think it's quite astounding really that our, our backup to those front three is Divock Origi and Ryan Brewster. Because it, it, when you look at it on the face of it, and no disrespect to them, it looks like a massive drop-off. But that's only because those three are so good and the standards they set are so high. And I think that what's interesting is that, you know, we've obviously looked at Brewster and tried to make him the Firmino light, the Firmino alternative. And I think, I don't know whether that's because that's where Klopp and his team have identified that's where his pathway is. You know, that's where we get him into the team. When Firmino doesn't play, we look at playing Rian or we maybe tweak the shape a little bit, bring someone like Shakiri in and play a two with mm-hmm. Mane and Salah. They're the options we have and, and and I think it's a fine balance of two and I think we have got the best manager in the world for that in terms of, well, what's not detrimental to the team but what also gives these players an opportunity and a fair opportunity and I think, again, that's where Brewster's got to be having a conversation with himself and the people around him and going, well, is this fair? I might, I might be treated fairly. And I think knowing what we know about this club and this manager, I think the answer is going to be yeah. So I I saw a fair bit of him in pre-season, watched most of the games. And the thing that stood out to me is not just the fact that he's talented and he scored plenty of goals as well, but that he was doing really, really mature things for a lad that's not really played mm. genuine pro- professional elite level football ever before. So yeah, he's a good finisher and yeah, he's quick and that kind of thing, but he was doing really good hold-up play. He was yeah. linking to the players that were either side of him. He really stood out in what were essentially Liverpool reserve teams in those opening games. And he scores a really good composed penalty against Borussia. Dortmund as well what would you do with him then in the nearish future if we've got a plan for him as I say I think what I would do is give him a start at MK Dons and I would try my best to give him somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes against Newcastle and Sheffield United or just 20 against one of them you know what I mean I want to get him to around about 20 minutes off the course of those games would you sort of leave it Longer than that, would you not do him at MK Dons? What's your sort of short-term plan for him if you're thinking of one? Uh, my whole thing with this is whatever's happening in training, whatever's happening behind the scenes at this football club manifests on the pitch. So there will be, there's got to be some elements of the coaching staff thinking he's not ready in some form. So what I would do, I can't really say because I can only go off you, like I've said. You can only go off the little bit that what we've seen, bit what I've seen what and what we've and, heard and read. Yeah, and, and from so from that point of view, okay, it looks like he's really taken on board playing with the likes of Salah, Mane, Firmino in training every day because it looks like he's improved tenfold back to goal. His core strength looks great mm. in the air. All of those type of things that those players are brilliant at, he looks like he's learning from. That's fair. What I, what I would see happening is that I think he gets around 20 to 30 at MK Dons off the bench. I think that you don't see him at all unless there's an injury. And then around Christmas, January, February, you probably see him re-emerge FA Cup type of performances and maybe the odd league game that looks like it's uh, a game every three days around mm. that Christmas time. So I would, I'll be staggered if he appears more than 20 times for Liverpool this season. Oh Staggered. yeah, I agree with that. Staggered. Um, and and like I say, I, 
I can only put this down to the fact that there is a plan there for him. And that's why when people mention about signing the likes of Jaden Sancho or Callum Hudson-Odoi, my my first pushback to that is, well, what, what are we doing with someone like Brewster? If if his game is unbeknown to everyone, what, what happens to him if we sign them? It's also what the manager says whenever he's asked throughout the entirety of the summer, why aren't you buying a forward? Are you buying a forward? He says, we've already got new players and he's one of them. Mm-hmm. So it's not just it's not just us that sort of need to be aware of that and the rest of like the transfer market, but the manager knows it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all that we've got time for for now anyway. As Dan says, he's written a really good piece on Jaden Sancho, on Brewster, on the pathway for young English footballers uh, that's on liverpool.com. There's also plenty on there uh, around the international break. There's things on Ginny Wijnaldum that are really interesting. There's loads um, coming up preview in the Newcastle game um, and the rest of the, the Premier League season and this little run that we've got to go the Champions League kickstarts again next week so we're going to be all over that make sure if you don't already to check liverpool.com on the regular because we think we do really good engaging unique writing uh, and we'd like more people to read it so thank you very much from Dan thank you from me all the best have a lovely day you've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel